You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacker Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Three stakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of SB Nation's The Dream Shakes, The Dream Tank Podcast. My name is... Mike Brown, I'm coming to you live different time here on Thursday than when you normally come to you at. However, you have dinner plans this evening, so I wanted to make sure to bang out an episode before that time. Make sure we get all of our Rockets talk in as we normally do. Got a special co-host tonight. It looks like LB out in the Sugar Land to talk all things Houston Rockets trade ideas. Pops, what's MB, going what's going on? Um, uh, like this time, and um, it's good. I mean, training camp is less than two weeks away, and it'll be fun to kind of kick some stuff around. Yeah. So it's, on today's show, there's there's not a ton of news out there. Congrats to the performances of Alperen Shangun and Usman Garuba in the EuroBasket. I don't put much stock in EuroBasket, though. I'm a little weird in that sense. I just don't think it's competitive enough to warrant lengthy discussions. I think that there's obviously cool independent matchups, you know, Jokic, Doncic, things like that. But, you know, all about the Rockets as always. So let's get to the uh, theme of tonight's show, which is uh, I have three Rockets trades that I think the Rockets should entertain before the season starts. Um, So I've got... 
uh, Eric Gordon on a couple of, actually on most of these, and I've got some KJ Martin ones. So let's get straight to what I believe uh, is my least favorite of the three, but I want to get your take on it. This is via Bleacher Report. The Houston Rockets would trade Eric Gordon to the New York Knicks for a 2023 first-round pick and guard-slash-forward Evan Fournier. Your immediate thoughts. I'd rather have Cam Reddish. Well, that's not the question, right? My, the, oh, yeah. the question is, do I like that trade? No. Okay, why do you not like that trade? I think, I think Frenchie is overpaid. I think he's going to get over here, and I think he's going to whine his way out, and I think we'll end up trading him at the all-star break. And if we're going to start making some trades, I've said this in some other posts, it's enough. The tanking is enough. I'm tired of being Danny Ainge. Let's see how many draft picks we can hoard. I'd like to get some young players who can become and want to be a part of this team. So this is my least favorite of the three proposed deals tonight. I'm going in cascading order. You like that word, cascading order? I'm very impressed with that. Well, you should be. Um, now, he's got two years, $36.9 million left. You, you know you do this deal, A, to make the math work. Uh, to get Gordon out, you have to take on some sort of bad salary. So I, if they're doing this to get the first-round pick via the Wizards, which has a, a shot at being a pretty decent pick. So I get why they would do this, but I'm with you, man. I mean, we've talked about this before. This is the type of deal I don't like. This doesn't do anything for me. But at the same time, though, you do have to admit that having a first-round pick in Fournier, which you could then flip Fournier. Last year, he averaged 13.5 points, 2.5 assists, and he shot 41.2% from three, and he played decent defense and they flip him at the deadline for another piece, I wouldn't hate this move. Like, if you told me this is what they traded Gordon for, if I had to grade this trade for the Rockets, I'd give it a C-plus, B-minus. But if you're going to do that, why not just flip Gordon at the deadline? Because I, you could. To be honest with you, I don't know how much more you're going to get for Gordon than you will for Fournier, to be fair. Fournier is a little bit younger. He shot better from three last year than Gordon did. I think the return on four, I think the return on Gordon and Fournier is not big enough for me to want to pull the trigger now versus then. Um, You know, I, I wouldn't hate this deal. I, I don't like Evan Fournier as a player, but I think Gordon here is doing absolutely nothing for you. So I think this type of deal, I wouldn't hate as much as I initially thought I would. But I would give it a B plus C or C minus C plus B minus range. Do you think that's a fair grade here? Yeah, I mean, if we're doing this, I mean, we're doing it out of respect for Gordon. You know, I don't think this is some great trade that's going to make us better. But I think we're doing it. And I've got a couple. When you get done, I got a couple of trades in mind that I think would be good for Eric Gordon, better than the Knicks. But go ahead. Okay. So, and by the way, if the Rockets were to get that pick in next year's draft, it's top 12 protected in 24. So if the Wizards get their pick 13 or later, the Rockets could get that selection. So that is something to note there. 
Um, let's get to KJ Martin, who I think if, if they're going to move on from KJ Martin, I think that there's a couple guys that they should be looking at in a potential Martin swap. Um, three, or excuse me, the two guys that I'm looking at the most, Charles Bassey and Moses Brown. Moses Brown, if they could get Moses Brown, the big seven-footer uh, that I wanted them to go after in free agency, if they could get Moses Brown for K.J. Martin, if I'm the Rockets, I'm doing that deal. Your thoughts on Moses Brown? Who is he with? Is he with Golden State right now? No, he is. I got to I gotta look it up. He just recently signed. Um, sorry. Uh, he's with the Clippers. That's who he signed with. He signed with the Clippers. Um, okay. You've got Udoka Azabuki. Uh, that's the big man in the jazz. Uh, Charles Bassey uh, over in Philadelphia. Either one of those three, Azabuki, Bassey, or Moses Brown, I'd be all in on. And if it cost me KJ Martin to get it, I would do it. Yeah, I, I like Azabuki. You know, and it's too bad that, you know, Utah's finishing up this fire sale. And the three guys, you know, I, you know, maybe five years ago, I would have had interest in Jordan Clarkson, but, you know, doesn't do anything for me now. So. Yeah. I, I basically, I, I don't think they're moving on from KJ, but if the Rockets were, you know, if, if you could get a guy like a Charles Bassey from, from Philadelphia, because that's, you know, Rockets North and you could get a second round pick out of it. I wouldn't hate that trade. If I had to grade that trade. So if it was KJ for Charles Bassey and a second round pick, I'd give that a solid B minus. I would say. That's a solid move. That that's a, that's a move that can help you now and in the future. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. So the, and like I said, these are not world beating, you know, blockbuster. The rocket should, I was going to say the Rockets should blow it up, but it, it can't get any more blown up than it, it than it is currently. Um, but these are three trades that if I were the Rockets, right. I would take a look at entertaining before the start of the season. These are, these are moves that I could see them making before the Agreed. season starts, seeing how they pan out. So that's two uh, deals. Here are two trades that I put into ESPN trade machine both involving Eric Gordon uh, on both, K.J. Martin on one. I want to get your opinion on each of these. We'll talk about these a little bit more in depth uh, than we did the previous two. The first one is with the Los Angeles Clippers. The Rockets would trade Eric Gordon and K.J. Martin Jr. to the uh, Los Angeles Clippers for Marcus Morris Sr. and Terrence Mann. Terrence Mann was the one at Golden no, State, this right? Is a, this is the guy who went off. Oh, I know who this is. Yeah, he, yeah this guy, he's a nice player. Um, yeah. I mean, Marcus Morris doesn't do anything six, for me. 6'5", uh, Terrence Mann out of Florida State. Uh, it, last year, he averaged 10.5 points, 5.2 rebounds, and three assists. I, liked, I remember him now. I like Terrence Mann. Morris doesn't do anything for me. Okay. Nothing at all? Well, nothing, you know, I can talk about, so. Well, um, no, but I mean. Adam, he, by the way, good to have you here, Adam. Well, I mean, the thing is, man, the thing about, the thing I really like about Marcus Morris Sr. 
He's 33, right? So he's still got some decent basketball to him left. Last year, he averaged 15 and a half points, four rebounds, and two assists a game. He's a but is he going to be happy here? I mean, it's like, you know, going out, and I'm just going to use this as an example. These guys like the Morris twins, you know, Carmelo Anthony, these these ring chasers. I, I mean, I just don't see them happy here, as happy here as maybe a guy like a Terrence Mann or a Moses Brown who might be more psyched about being here because he's going to get some real playing time. Well, I mean, Marcus Morris is is going to get – now, he's on a four-year, $64 million contract. My guess is, is that they take on a Marcus Morris because you have to take on the salary and you would move him at the deadline to a contender and get even more out of this deal. For me, you do this deal to get Terrence Mann. Terrence – No question. No question about Terrence it. Terrence Mann is a guy, the way I see it. Now, if you're the Clippers, the reason why you do this deal, the way I see it, is Eric Gordon is a win-now piece for them. When you have guys like Paul George and you have guys like Kawhi Leonard, you can play Kawhi Leonard at the four and put Paul George at the three and Eric Gordon is your two. That's a stout two, three, four with Reggie Jackson at the one. You got Zubak at the five. Don't forget, you still you got John Wall. You got John, right. You got, I totally forgot about John Wall. So, yeah, Reggie Jackson goes to the bench and John Wall starts or vice versa. So I like this deal for the Clippers. John Hollinger's analysis says that the Clippers actually get better by this deal. The Rockets take a step back. I don't agree with that at all. I think Terrence Mann, you all of a sudden, you turn your bench from K.J. Martin's spot to Terrence Mann with Josh Christopher in Ty Ty Washington. That's a fun little bench, man. And do you think instead of – do you think there is some way we could finagle this and instead of Morris get Luke Kennard? I don't know. I'd rather have Morris. I think I'd rather have Morris number one because you don't need Kennard, especially if you're getting man. So I go get a guy like Morris. I think Morris would actually be a really good fit in the locker room for the younger guys. Now, I definitely think that he and Tari Eason are going to fight you know, get into a physical altercation before the season starts, <laughs> which I wouldn't necessarily be upset at. I think that gets I think that gets overblown nope. in today's NBA. But that's the way I see it, man. Just keeping this rocket centric. Do I think that this trade happens? No, I don't. But it's an outside the box idea that I think that the Rockets could upgrade not only one of their spots, but two, but both of their positions. I think now would I trade KJ? It's going to take a lot for me not to trade. It would take a lot for me to trade KJ. I would do it to get a guy like Terrence Mann. I think Terrence Mann has star written all over him. So that would be my take on this trade. If the Rockets pulled this trade off, I would give it a a B plus because you're getting nothing out of Gordon. KJ, I think, is a nice player. But I I would bet on the upside of a Terrence Mann versus the upside of a KJ every day of the week. I I can agree with that. My last trade idea. Give Give me some of your thoughts on the Eric Gordon front. I definitely think that throughout the years, the Rockets have a reputation of with older veteran players that they are more than bending over backwards to help these guys get 
to a better place. I think that's all that's been their reputation for a lot many years, starting back with Moses Malone and you know going through the years, James Harden. I, I mean, there, there's just a lot of them, and I think that's a good reputation to have. I think they do owe it to Eric Gordon. A trade that I have is in mind is in I don't know if you read all, if you can believe the rumblings, but you know. If Indiana is willing to get rid of Miles Turner and Buddy Heald for Russell Westbrook in a couple of picks, why can't we get in on that? You know? Well, okay. So you just took the word. You literally took my trade proposal. I don't know how you knew this. I did not send this to you. No, you did not. Um, and I do want to get, I do want to touch on what you just said about trading a player where he wants to go. Um, but no, my, my fourth and final trade that we were going to talk about today was Miles Turner for Eric Gordon. Literally straight up. Straight up. The, the trade works straight across. You give us you give us Miles Turner, we give you Eric Gordon. Money matches. Is the money match? So uh Gordon is making 19.568 million this year. Miles Turner's on a one-year $18 million deal. And ironically enough, I don't know if you thought about this. Eric Gordon was Mr. Basketball in high school. And, no, and that was my main thought. You know, he was from – he went to IU, um, and he was yep. Mr. Basketball. And I think it would be a, a great homecoming from him. The only thing I'm thinking is, you know, is are you rewarding him or punishing him? I mean, is going to the Pacers that much better than staying no. here? Well, you look at the moves that they made. You put him in the same backcourt as Tyrese Halliburton you know, who they got from Sacramento in the, in the Sabonis. Right. Deal. So I don't think you're punishing them. You also have Malcolm Brogdon there who I think they would eventually move on from, but you know, you also talk about bringing miles Turner back to the state that he played, you know, college basketball and he went to the university of Texas. So I think that's an interesting caveat there. You know, I'm looking at right. you know, rocket social media right now. The reason why this deal will never happen is the Rockets are all in on Alperin Shangun as your starting center. And it's going to blow up in their face. And I, I hate to say that, but it's true. And I actually think that Turner would actually be a really interesting front court running buddy for a guy like Alperin Shangun. Sorry, Sean. Sean, you're right. I totally See, forgot there. Like, was Dr. I My fault. Totally forgot about that deal. Thank you, Sean. That's why you are an invaluable asset to this show. Thank you, Sean. See, I like Miles. You know, they can be enamored with Sangoon all, all they want. But, I mean, just think for a minute. Can you imagine a front court, Miles Turner, Jabari Smith, Tari Eason, and, the, and Green and Kevin Porter Jr.? That means your bench is, is Tate. It's Christopher. Um, Help me here, Mike. Uh, Ty Ty Washington, um, Bruno. Yeah. I always make, is it Fernando or no, Fernando? Yeah, yeah. No, Bruno Fernando. Bruno Fernando. Willie Collie. I mean, that's not a a bad bench. And I just, I mean, is Sangoon a? He's nineteen. Does he have skills? Yes. Does he have the body to bang these guys every night? Absolutely not. I just think if you have a chance to get a Miles Turner. Yeah who's still young, who would fit in with these young guys, you got to do it. Well, and 
He's a guy who's who's not been afraid to show his emotion. He's 26 years old. He's from Bedford, Texas. My right. thing is the, the this is the Raphael Stone was quoted this past week as saying that they're making moves with long-term salary cap flexibility in mind. And this is the thing, right? Well, and here's the thing. And anybody who listens to this show knows, this is my pops, right? I'm not hiding anything from anybody. He and I have very similar thoughts on the direction that the Rockets should go. We also, we, we differ a lot, right? You and I have very different opinions. I think Raphael Stone has done overall a mediocre job of building this roster. You, on the other hand, you think he's done a pretty good job. Am I right or am I wrong there? He gets a B. Okay, so for me, maybe it's a, a C. Maybe a B minus. Yeah, it's a C. It's a straight C for me. Because he's put into these positions where, yeah, like he's drafted, he's drafted well, but he's also been handed multiple assets to be able to draft well with. So free agency has been an absolute bust. I mean, between signing Daniel Tice and then immediately training him, signing David Nawaba, not playing him, like he's done nothing in free agency that's made me say, oh, look at this. Well, let's face it. We're not the we're not the hotbed of free agent destinations. No, no right absolutely now. not. But that's why I look to the trade market because he's got a he's got a tradable asset. You know, I don't know if he can trade him to Phoenix right now because they don't have an owner uh, currently. So I don't think that would be a trade that you know could work. Um, but you have a guy in, in Eric Gordon that you could trade to a a multitude of um of contenders like go make one of those deals work and get a guy that can actually impact the team. Sean says Shingun might not be the long-term answer, but showcasing him can make him an attractive trade chip next off season. That's interesting, but I don't think, I don't think that they're trading him. I like the rockets, the way that they are so enamored with this, this roster, the trades that we put out tonight, every trade that they could make in my assessment would make them better. You know, even if it's K- the KJ for Moses Brown in a second round pick, that gives you what you don't have right now, which is a viable long-term center prospect. I don't consider Bob on that because he's the biggest goofball in the league. I don't consider Willie Cauley-Stein that, although I do think Willie Cauley-Stein has some interesting <laughs> upside on this roster. I think that Bruno Fernando, I think if he can get the appropriate I totally agree. amount of run could be an interesting piece for this roster. And then you have Shen Goon. Those are your four guys. I think the likelihood of Willie Cauley-Stein making the, the day one roster, I think, is low. I don't think he's going to make it, and which sucks because I, I think Fernando makes it. I think they're going to keep Boban for some stupid reason. Um, I think Fernando has an outside shot of making it and, uh, and, and Shen Goon. But that's the deal to me, straight up, is I think it could work. Is Gordon for Miles Turner? I think it would work for both teams. I, I think that right now you'd have to re-sign Turner to a long-term deal. Is that something that you would entertain if you were the Rockets? Let, okay, so in about one, in about one millisecond, so what would you would give be him? done. What would be the deal that you would give Miles Turner? What's he on right now? Uh, one year, $18 million. Okay. Well, well, here's another interesting deal, by the way, that Adam threw up. But go ahead and give me this, and then we'll get to Adam's uh, trade proposal. 
I would, I, you know, I'm looking at the deals that like Jared Allen got and some of them. It would have to be at least. He's not as good as Jared Allen, though. In some, Allen got, in some, Allen got, a, in Allen got aspects, he, he's better than Allen. No question. No question. Uh, <clears throat> it's interesting. Uh, it I don't know. Be, it would uh, have to be four years, probably. Probably four years, maybe like 90,000, 90 million. Um, yeah. I think the guy's got offense okay. and he's a beast on defense, dude. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I got you. I mean, here's the thing with, you know, you look at, I'm trying to, I'm bringing up Turner's stats right now is, yeah, man. I, I mean, he's, I'd rather, obviously, I'd rather have Jared Allen. Oh, wait, we could have, but our owner was too cheap to actually do that deal. Sorry. Um, yeah, I mean, 12 and a half points, seven rebounds a game. I don't think that he was being utilized correctly in Indiana. I think he's more of a, 16 and nine type of guy. Would I pay that guy four years, $90 million? I don't know. Um, the thing is, the Adam throws out this deal. Gordon goes to Philadelphia for Matisse Stiebel and Corkmaz. Corkmaz is the, that goofy looking guy who's a, a good three point shooter. Um, I wouldn't hate that deal. The problem is, is that they've got to throw in salary to match that deal. And that's where, that's where it gets tricky with Philadelphia because Philadelphia's assets that actually make legitimate money is tough because the, the, the elephant in the room is Tobias Harris. I'm not taking on Tobias Harris. I don't want Tobias Harris. We don't have enough salary to send back to make work for Tobias Harris. But to get a Matisse Thibel, I would do that deal for Eric Gordon. If you could make the salaries match, would you be interested in that? Okay. That's a, yeah. I think um, I think uh, Sean. I mean, I'm sorry, Adam. That that's a, a great thought. I like both. The, both of those guys are young, um, but they've played in the league a couple of two, three years. Which you know, at some point, we've got to get a, a mixture instead of just kids that are just you know leaving the prom and coming to play. It's it's. It's time. It's time. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I don't think you're too far off there. Uh, but with that, we're going to keep tonight's episode fairly short uh, because we are going to have a ton of content coming starting next week with the uh, coming of training camp. We got a bunch of stuff to break down there. Roster, uh, preseason games, media days, all that good stuff. Pops, thanks so much for coming on tonight, man. This was fun. Hey, thank you. And real quick, Deshaun. Yes. Um, his comment about the Rockets settling, and if they would wanted it, the deal would have happened. See, I disagree with that. Right now, I think, I think, I think Daryl is is trying to put the band back together again. And I think Gordon. I, I just, if it's going to happen, it would it'll happen in the next week or so. I just, I don't believe that if it would it would have happened by now if it was going to happen. I don't believe that. I think Daryl's too busy, you know, um, messing with other teams, players while they're under contract, that kind of thing. So um, it's going to be interesting. I'm looking forward to training camp. I think it should be a fun year. I think it's going to be a relatively fun year. I'm going to try and stay as optimistic as possible, which should last probably up until about the fifth game of the year, I would say. I think that's a fair timeline, don't you? I'm going 36 wins. They are, okay. 
I can only hope. If they win 36 games, I may throw a parade myself. Anyway, thanks, dude. Appreciate you. Love you guys. Thank you. Thank you, Sean. Thank you, Adam. Gotcha. Uh, always good to have Pops on. This has been another episode of SB Nation's The Dream Shakes, The Dream Take Podcast. My name is Mike Brown. If you are on Twitter, you can follow me on Twitter. Uh, brand new uh, username on Twitter. You can follow me at Bottoms Up Fins Up. So that's Bottoms Up Fins Up. Uh, you can follow the Dream Take at the Dream Take. You can follow the mothership of the Dream Take, the Dream Shake at Dream Shake SBN. If you're on Facebook, head on over to uh, search the Dream Shake. Give us a like there. Finally, uh, you can go to uh, dreamshake.com, home of all things Houston Rockets all the time. Until next time, Rockets fans, go Rockets. Today's episode is brought to you by cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to cars.com. It's magical.